From the belt to the plate, a swing and a miss, and that's the winner! That's the winner! A World Series winner for the Cardinals! Smith parks one into right down the line! It may go! Go crazy, folks! Go crazy! It's a home run, and the Cardinals have won the game by the score of 3-2, and a home run by the Wizard! Swinging it along one into left field. Adios, goodbye, and maybe that's the winner. A three-run homer by Clark, and the Cardinals lead by the score of seven to five, and they may go to the World Series on that one, folks. What a team! What a ride! The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. Welcome to That's a Winner Podcast. As always, I am Ryan Jenkins, and with me, as always, is Josh Brown over there. Uh, we had an awesome opening weekend, so we're going to talk about opening weekend. We're going to talk about over and unders and, and some picks, and we're going to oh, do yeah. some great overreacting as well because, you know, that's what Cardinals Nation does in general. So we're going to do some overreacting, and uh, if we have some time, we'll talk some more stuff. But let's go straight into opening weekend. It was, um, as always, awesome. Um, I was there opening day. Josh was there on Saturday. So um, we'll let's just dive in straight to that. So opening day um, was, as always, rainy. It even though in Cold the rainy for you, even the forecast said no rain. Still and happened. It still happened. I, I think, think it was like a twenty percent chance, and it still happened. yes. And I think I've been to fifteen or so straight opening days, and um, I think all but one that I can think of rained at some point during the game. And so it just was what we did. So we sat underneath um, Big Mac land. And so we knew, because I always know it's going to rain. So I got covered seats uh, for, my, for my wife and, and a 16-month-old son. So we knew that's where we needed to be. The pomp and circumstance was at an all-time great. Uh, Yachty got to come out. Pujols got to come out. And Wayno, who never gets his, his due, got to come out. And it was it wasn't, um, it was awesome. I won't say it wasn't awesome. It was awesome. I didn't get as many chills as I thought I would get in that moment. Um, I got a lot more last night uh, when Pujols hit the home run. That was more. Oh, yeah. Nolan and Pujols uh, back to back. That gave me more something than than opening day when they got announced. I mean, it was awesome, and I couldn't believe, you know, that. uh, But it was cool. Yeah. I think me watching at home. So, obviously, I watched the whole opening ceremonies of everything. Um, Yeah, just not, not expecting Yachty, Wainwright, Pools to get kind of that separate treatment that they got, right? Because they didn't come out on the cars like everyone else. They had right. them walk out after the Hall of Famers had come, and they kind of gave them some time. And I was reading up on that. I think it was uh, Derek Gould, Katie Wu, some of the others who, who tweeted about it that, um, I mean, that was something that the team approached them about before, and it, and it almost didn't happen because those guys are so humble, especially Wainwright pitching that day. He was like, man, I don't know if if I want that kind of attention, you know, and but all three of them, and, and Wayne right after the game said he was glad he did it. Um, and he, he, I think he said he saw uh, Mark McGuire actually of all people. Wayne Wright said, and it, it made him like kind of tear up. He got he got emotional. He's like, man, I got to go pitch now. And so, I think there was a little bit of apprehension from those guys doing it before the game because they were starting. But man, I'm glad that they did. And watching on TV, maybe for you being out in the stands, obviously they got on the screens. But me watching on TV, seeing them come out like that, it was so cool. And, and the ovation pulls got right. It was just, it was what you expected. It was incredible. Absolutely. And I, I felt a little bad for Yachty and Wayno, like uh, at Albert's first uh, plate appearance and those sort of things. Yeah. Um, Cause Wayno never got, they took him out in the middle of an inning 
And so he never got that, you know, thanks here, you know, for opening day type stuff. But what I don't think a lot of uh, St. Louisans understand or people that live real close to St. Louis understand is how far reaching Cardinal Nation really is. I live in Indianapolis, well, near Indianapolis, as Josh does as well. So I drove four hours there and four hours back same day uh, for opening day. And I've done that. I've been in Indy for 10 years. So I've done that part of it for 10 years. So if you think about that, like, I don't think a lot of people understand what opening day means to a lot of people and what St. Louis Cardinals mean to a lot of people. And people talk about, you know, St. Louis games and all that, but people drive a long, long way to go to Cardinals games and go. And I was in, in the, uh, the beforehand, there was a lot of, um, festivities going on and there was a there was people on stage they talked about and said hey where are you from he said virginia they drove from virginia for cardinals opening day can you imagine i can actually yes that is is a ways you know danny mac talked about this a lot too the the day after so that off day that friday i was listening to him on the radio and he said that he had talked to i think family friends of his that they don't even meet this family in particular he was talking about, they're Cardinals fans, they, they they don't even get together for like Christmas and Thanksgiving because everyone is so scattered. So, far, yeah. so their big family thing is opening day. And so you have this family that that's when they meet and get together. And it's like, it's a thing, man. And and that was probably what, what got me kind of emotional and excited was the fact that we're finally back to full capacity. It was a, it was a normal opening day, sold out crowd for your game. I believe it was Saturday yes, for when I went to it was, it was, it was, it was Sunday was the first one that wasn't sold. Yeah. Out, so. Still over 40,000 yes. though. So, um, it was over 40,000 even last night, you know, on a, on a Tuesday night with school still going on. So yeah, it, tickets it, sold. I don't know. If yeah. People I don't know if, if that many were in the, in the seats at yeah. that point, but, um, but it's exciting to see, man. And, and I think seeing all of the hall of famers back as well was something and new ones. Yeah. New ones as well. Um, new Cardinals hall of famers, but it was I think cool. There were 16 total. Yeah. It was cool seeing, seeing those guys all back. I mean, obviously like Ozzy got loud ovation. I think probably the, the loudest ovations that I heard, uh, at least on the TV, I don't know how it was for you at the game was uh, McGuire. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know Mark was going to be there. Yep. So it seemed like that was kind of a surprise to people. He got a really loud ovation. And then of course, Willie McGee, man, every time he comes out, he gets a huge ovation. Yeah. Whenever, um, McGuire came around the corner of the, with the car, just coming out of the corner underneath people went berserk. Yeah. And then when Willie got out of the car, he was, you know, obviously he's one of the favorites from the eighties, but I think people were, he was so f- away from the team for so long. And then he came back and obviously he's uh, part of the the coaching staff, but people are, you know, so love Willie. He's just a really class act, quiet guy. Right. And so they're big fans of that. But, you know, I think I talked about on here before we missed the Clydesdales last year with the 10% capacity. We got to our seat at 2.15. Festivity started at 2.30 and they ran long and they didn't start until like 2.35. So right. we were there in the seat. My wife got to see it. I didn't get murdered. You know, none of those things. So she actually <laughs> got to see the Clydesdales. My son loved everybody that got a picture with Fred Bird. I mean, um, all of it. So I, it was everything that you hope for for opening day and then a Cardinal winner on top of that and a blowout Cardinal winner, which is very rare on opening day. It, it is. I, I feel like we lose a I was lot about to on say, opening day. I, if you look at the numbers, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head. I would say the Cardinals more than likely lose usually on opening day because of all that. And um, I always remember the losses more than the wins. Yes. So like 2011 opening day was against the Padres. And I don't know why I remember this, the home opener at least. Yeah. Um, and we lost. It was a close game, but I remember vividly. I think it might have been Freeze or Pool. Someone got robbed in center field by Cameron Mabin, <laughs> of all people. Just random, like 
and it was like a late, you know, eight, eighth inning, probably would have like tied the game or given the lead and robbed the home run and we lost. And I'm like, Hey, but you know what? That, that year wound up. Okay. Right. I think we had a losing record against the Cubs that season too. And I'm pretty, uh, my wife would tell you that she hates watching sports with me. I'm pretty bad in general. And, but same I, here. And I tell her, she's like, you know, are you going to, it's going to be a quiet ride home if we lose like that sort of thing. <laughs> and to me, opening day is not about winning and losing. Yeah. I don't really care. I mean, I do in all, but I don't care to me. It is about the pomp and the circumstance for sure. And all of the history that goes along with it. I've been to other opening days and there's nothing like St. Louis Cardinals opening day. And we're just lucky to be able to see some of those guys and have that many hall of famers and that many people that care after their careers are over to come back. So I want to ask you a question. So do you think that opening day and, and guys seeing at Jack Flaherty being one of them, Tyler O'Neill talking about contract extensions, does, yep. does opening day help those kind of guys? Like if I can do really well here now, this is me in the future. Like right? motivate them to want to stay. Yes. Saying. Yes. Does it help contracts or does I, it hurt? It is it more weight on their shoulders. I think it does. I think it has to help. I mean, you, you, you saw those guys, you know, Jack, he's been on the top step. He was the first guy I saw out of the dugout last night when right. Albert, Albert hit his home run. So, I mean, I think it does help. I mean, there's a little bit of that, you know, they always talk about tradition and I don't know if it helps so much to bring in the free agents, but for the guys, for these young guys that are coming up, they're already there. They've kind of grown up in the Cardinal way. They've been a part of the minor league system. I mean, I think when they get there and they see it, I think it absolutely makes a difference for them. I mean, I, I you don't think Tyler O'Neill wants the same kind of ovations or, or I mean, we know Harrison Bader does, Yeah, right. <laughs> but, but I mean, Jack, Jack is the toughest one, right? Because he, he obviously is, his is a little bit more motivated and taking a stand with, you know, with his contract negotiations, that was why I was, I was so surprised that his got done this year that they, they met together on the numbers and, you know, didn't go to a hearing. That's the first time that's happened for him. Maybe he let off a little bit after his injuries last year, but, but yeah, I think it does help. I mean, I think it, it I definitely don't think that it hurts because nobody it, else does opening day like that. It goes away, like, you know, opening day, opening weekend, it's there. You know, some of those videos of some of the guys for the first time seeing it are like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. You know, that sort of thing. But then we get into July, do they not think about it again, though? You know what I mean? Like, does it go away of it's not that big of a deal anymore? I would imagine so. I mean, if you ask them, yeah, if you ask Nolan tomorrow, right. he's like, yeah, opening day was great. I'm not thinking about it anymore. You know, they're so focused on the season. But I think I think as the offseason comes along and, it, and you, you miss baseball again, you come back you to think it. think about it again. Yeah, I, I think it absolutely stays on their mind. I mean, I, I'd be surprised if it didn't. I don't know if you uh, follow Jeremy Hazelbaker at all, if you remember – that, that is a name I haven't heard yeah. in a long time. So Jamie, Jeremy Hazelbaker is from Indiana, from Wapahani High School, not too far from, no from Indianapolis. He married a girl, a Jersey chaser um, from uh, Southern Illinois. Okay. And so then he, so I've, I followed him. I'm, I'm on his social media things because, uh, you know, we have similar, we have friends and things that are conjoining, right? Well, he posted that he got to start there, start on two opening days, one's for Arizona, one's for the Cardinals. And he said, those are the two of the, his favorite memories ever in baseball. And he has a, a special place in his heart for St. Louis uh, comparatively, but he mentioned specifically that and posted about it and how there's, there's nothing like it. So I, I think looking back on it, there's definitely this, this thing about it, but I don't know if it's that big of a deal as it should be for the players that are right there. And then does that make sense? Like in July or the next time they're talking about a contract, they're not thinking about, man, I could be one of these guys. If that makes sense. Yeah. I don't think it's as forefront as it should be, but at the end of their career, they're coming back and going, Oh, right. What could have been if I would have stayed 
all the time in St. Louis or, you know, yeah, those sort of things. You know, honestly, now that you're talking about it and we're kind of talking about this right now, the guys that I could think that it would help the most are like no one. Yeah. You know, no one and Goldie. I mean, right. They very well could and should be like the Yachty and Wainwright in the next three, four, five years. Obviously they won't be with the Cardinals as long, you know, Goldschmidt, depending on what happens when his contract runs out, if they want to re-sign him back to DH or something like that. But I think a guy like Nolan sees that and is like, man, yeah, you know, the Rockies don't have this quite right. This kind of, this kind of history. I think I'd want to be here. So I don't think he's opting out anyways, but I think seeing something like that for him is like, yeah, man, this, this, like, I want to be, I want to be a, a page or a chapter in the book of the Cardinals history. Right. When I see this, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you would think he has to, that's the thing that and I think, you know, you talk about Matt holiday, you think about him where he came from. He's obviously a, a Colorado Rocky great, but they did nothing. They won nothing. He's part of nothing. And I just saw a stat earlier today that he, in his eight years with the Cardinals, which is crazy to think that he was there for eight years, yeah. that he was in the MVP voting, voting five of the eight years. And he obviously won a world series. So he is going to be an MVP. I mean, a, a hall of famer next, oh, yeah. this year, right? He's on the ballot. So, yep. you know, he's going to be, going to be in it um the few years from now matt carpenter will be there with him right and people don't probably want to hear that but he's no. going to be he's going to be in it as well matt Time carpenter is all a cardinal, now that he's gone matt carpenter is a cardinal oh, yeah. of famer yeah, no yeah. doubt about it but you know those types of guys are going to be there and i think that even helps the game helps the cardinals even more um uh, which is exciting to think about but goldie and nolan they need to win right because well, and then they they want to obviously. but who are we talking about if they don't win we're talking about Matt Morris, who's on the ballot to be a Hall of Famer. Edgar Renteria, who's on the ballot to be a Hall of Famer for the Cardinals this year. But if those guys won World Series with the Cardinals, then that's elevating them to a whole different level. Yeah, and I would so, agree. And so you're talking about Nolan and Goldie as Cardinal greats, but if they don't have a World Series title to go along with it, that's really tough to put them in that upper echelon of, of all-timers. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I mean, just hearing you say it now, I think people want that, right? You know, they want to see that. Um, I think those two are more motiv- motivated probably than anyone this year, maybe besides, you know, Wainwright and Albert. You don't think Albert wants oh. one more ring? I mean, that that's had why, to... but that's why he came back to St. Yeah. Louis was that all that what he's had seen for 10 years. Right. That didn't happen in L.A. He made the playoffs or Anaheim. Anaheim. He made the one year that they made the playoffs. He was injured. So he didn't play in a playoff game at all that one year that they made. Wasn't the it both wild cards that they made? Yeah. They didn't I, make I a think, series. I think Trout has five total playoff games nuts so and i albert was injured the season they made the playoffs so i don't think he made i don't think he the plantar fasciitis he dealt with for a while so i the only time he played the playoffs since the cardinals i do believe was last year with with the dodgers yeah which is on on just crazy to me but well any anything you want to talk about on, on your saturday part of it yeah so we yeah we went to the saturday game second game of the season uh all inclusive tickets party suite it was great um little bit cooler than i thought it'd be so kind of reverse right i was thinking like you were that it might be rainy and cold yeah and it turned out to be a beautiful sunny day but it was still 50 55 and we walk out of the party suite and into the you know the box seats there and it's under the overhang so it's shaded the whole time a little bit of wind tunnel was actually a little more chilly sitting under there but it was great it was a great game uh they put up a six spot again offense looked good um one went four for four that day. That was had a lucky blue pit for the third or fourth one, but but dang. hey, three doubles, yes. three RBI. I mean, he talk about a guy who started off hot. I mean, we were just talking about that off the air, man. He looks like he is on a mission this year. He looks like he is not wanting to hit two fifty five again. Yes, uh, that. So I'll say 
I watch batting practice. You know, I'm always there early, even if it's not opening day, to be able to watch batting practice. And you know who was most impressive in batting practice and I was excited about? Albert. Paul DeYoung. Paul DeYoung. He's, he does he, take good batting practice. His BP, I'm, uh, we're in the, we were sitting in the third row of the bleachers, standing in the third row of the bleachers, me and my son. And this ball is screaming. Right? If I didn't have my son, I, it hit my, I could have reached my <laughs> hand up and hit it. Instead, I covered and let some kid grab it with his glove. Yeah. He was smoking them. And I was like, wow, he looks good. Like, I was really excited. And he has done nothing so far this year. But Nolan had. Hey, he had the oppo home run. He did. Gave us the lead at, our, at the game I was at. But he, he had 19 home runs in 2021. Did. People, we, we know he can get streaky on the on we the know he runs, can hit but, home runs yeah. 19 like if you think about it he had 19 home runs which is crazy he has he i will say that the one credit i will give him now he looks pretty rough last night but for some reason he has reverse splits he does not hit lefties well i don't know why i don't know what it is but um he doesn't he, he's already well lately well not lately not these last couple of games but he has already walked more than a little bit more than i than i would have expected so he's taking better at bats at least last night aside he didn't look great last night so, and then that's what i'm curious it's like i know the starting job's his but if you see you know ollie we talked about how ollie's going to play the matchups and he did that last night i, I liked the lineup last night he, he bumped tommy yeah. and bader up because they hit lefties tommy better hits, yeah well, tommy really well tommy hits lefties great uh bader as well bader didn't have a great night though last night um and he moved the young down to seventh or eighth which i, mean, I agreed with but there's part of me that's like, man, you know, I, I don't know if Sosa has enough. I don't know his splits yet, but it's like, if Paul's that rough against lefties, why not throw, you know, why not throw Sosa out there for a start and let him hit lefties? I don't know how well he does against them yet, but I will say, I, I will give Ollie credit. I like that, you know, even only just the third or fourth game into the season, he's already shaking up the lineup. a completely different lineup. Yeah. yeah. And, and <laughs> lefty lineup. I like that lineup. I like how it ended up, how we played, and minus the pitching. But, um, let's move on and talk about some big time overreactions. So let's overreact to the bit. first three games. We're still only three games in three and one, right? Or no four. Yeah. Four games in four three, games, three in. and one, because three and one, two rain, two rain outs, some overreactions. Um, I'll say, uh, I'll let you go first. My biggest overreaction, yes. either bad or good. Yes. Um, well, I'll start off good because normally I start off bad. So I'm going to say that Nolan leads the National League in RBIs this year. What do you think? That, you what, that? Is, what is that number going to be? You think you overreact to man? What one, was it last year? It was 115, 110. I mean, he's been in the teens before. Yeah. He's an RBI machine. I, yeah, I think it's going to have to be in the teens. I would have to look, man. I, I can't even think off the top of my head who led the National yeah. League in RBIs last year. Okay, that's a good overreaction. Uh, I was. I mean, I, he's got nine in four games after the first start. Right, he's he's leading the league right now. I do believe. Um, I my overreaction was after two games. I said Cardinals are in the NLCS. After two games, I was like Cardinals are in the NLCS. They there you go. Their offense. You're going is, way over. Yeah, reaction. Cardinals offense is what we hoped it would be, and we we're not sure that it would ever happen. The bottom of the lineup is I don't like it. I don't like the the uh, five six seven did not produce well in the first two games. But they still won those two games without producing in the five six seven, and then they then the five six seven did hit in the other games. So I, I said NLCS Cardinals are in the NLCS. That's my good overreaction. I like the sound of that. <laughs> who who are they playing? Are they playing the Dodgers? Yeah, I think I think <laughs> I think so. And that'd be fine not to draw the Dodgers uh, earlier than that too. Yeah, 
So if you had to guess, I was just looking at some numbers here off the top of your head, just a guess who led the NL and RBIs last year. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm trying to, you know, like Freddie or, um, you know, those, that's best. I, I would have guessed Cassianos. That okay. because he because he, he just had such a great year. Sure, Adam Duvall. Okay, led the NL and RBIs. What was the number? One hundred thirteen. Thirteen. So yeah, so one one ten to one fifteen. Yeah. So you're thinking Arnado is overreacting. One ten to one fifteen. Nolan range. was tied for fourth in RBI in the NL last year at one hundred five, right behind Machado and Alves for one hundred six. So you think you're saying the, the Braves, by the way, had the one thirteen Duvall. 107 Austin Riley, 106 Ozzy Albies. Wow. They had the top three RBI guys. Wow. That's impressive to look back. No it, wonder I, they won the World Series. Yeah, no wonder. <laughs> well, Duvall's just surprising because remember they let him go and he right. to the Marlins and then traded back for him because they needed power when when uh, Acuna went down. So yeah. Um yeah, Arnado was fifth last year. Yeah, I I'm, I'm just going to say it. That's my overreaction. I think he leads the NL and RBI. Uh I love your overreaction. I would love to go to the NLCS guy. I hope we could get there and you know and obviously get to the World Series. Um let's do bad overreactions. Ooh, bad overreactions. Yeah, what's so your, what's what, your what would, like Ooh, what would Cardinals Nation? I'm trying to think of like I'm <laughs> trying to freaking out about all right? the message boards and all the all the the Facebook groups and all the negativity that they bring like I I I like it as well. It it makes me laugh. So negativity overreactions um pool holes bats under 200 and five rbi and five five home runs oh man well hopefully after last night people aren't thinking that i mean at least he got that first one. why would you pitch to him why i mean as a lefty i don't know right if you have a left-handed guy why would yeah. you see what the cardinals did in that with that left-handed lineup right and there was just one what was it just was there any runners on? There wasn't any no. runners on. Okay, uh, I guess I could understand pitching yes. to him there. He was, but he was pitch swinging. He was four for five, three for four. He was anyway Off of that pitcher. He was yeah. Okay, no, but I'm saying like that game, right? He was. Oh yeah, yeah. He was three for four. Three for four. So like, he was stinging the ball. Yeah. So if you, they weren't cheap hits, if you look in the future, why does he even get see pitches if you're a left-handed pitcher? If you're a manager and you're, why does he even see any good ones? Yeah, I I, I don't know. Like that's. I, Unless they just have to keep them in the game, or well, you know, or, or nobody's well, on. Why like, even pitch a lefty in the Cardinals series? I mean, yeah, if you don't no, have to, we don't have to. Like, there's no reason to. All right, what's your negative? What's your uh, overreaction of a negative well, overreaction? Well, we've texted a bunch about this, but I mean, mine's on the the pitching staff. Oh yeah, I mean, mine. So I guess my overreaction would be, outside of Wainwright, we won't have one double digit wins pitcher outside of Wainwright. It, it, well, okay. I guess I should preface that with an asterisk. If Flaherty's not back healthy, I mean, yeah. he should be that other guy. But right now where I'm at right now, I'm like, we're not going to have, we're not going to have, you know, another guy that wins double digit games. None of them can pitch. I mean, I know. Do you that, believe the blister? Do you believe it? One. Man, I, he was still throwing hard. He was still throwing like his normal yeah. speed, though. I'm like that. That felt a little bit more like an excuse. So for those who, who don't know, the blister you're talking about was Stephen Matz. Yeah. He, you know, he looked great first two innings right. and then struggled mightily against the Pirates. He just rocked him. Um, yeah, Dakota Hudson looked great for first an inning, inning or two and yeah. then tapered off and was only throwing 90-91. His velocity dropped. I mean, I know a lot of guys. Like we just saw today, Clayton Kershaw <clears throat> was 15th year in the league. 
Yeah. It, well, yeah. And he was, you know, kind of like Wainwright, right? He's lost velocity, but his breaking stuff's still great. He was perfect through seven innings, only at 80 pitches. And Dave Roberts, they took him out. And he even said afterwards, hey, it's the right move. And I blame it on the lockout, blame it on the shortened spring. And so I know there's guys that there are, are say 23 that. guys in the Major League Baseball history that's thrown a perfect, perfect game. And he has never, he's never been perfect no. after seven, never even close. 23 guys. Now, I saw that number today and I thought, wow, that's a lot less than I would have guessed. Yeah. 23 guys have ever thrown a perfect game in Major League Baseball. Yeah. You're, you got to drag me off the field at well, 80 Well, especially at, the, at that point in his career, he's on a one year deal. Right. You're at the end of your, your career. You've won you're a World Series. Pitches. Yeah. Like, dude, come on. I'm surprised he didn't fight for that a little bit yeah. more, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, with the Cardinals, though, yeah, it's, dude, it is it is alarming for me. I know it's only been four games, but look at the teams that we played. That yes. makes it that makes it more alarming for me with the teams that we played. The Pirates roughed Stephen Matz up. The Pirate or the the Royals roughed Dakota Hudson up. Right. You know, the, Miles the, a Michaelis, team that's going to lose 100 games this year. Yeah, Miles Michaelis, the game I was at, threw 42 pitches in the first inning. Right. And was throwing and strikes. Terrible. I mean, yeah, he, he didn't look great, but was like, they were working him. Yeah. The Pirates. The, if, uh, what's going to happen when we play the Brewers for four games this week? Whose right. offense isn't that great either, but, you know, what's going to happen when we play the Braves or some of these other high-powered offensive teams? Like, it's not looking great, and and I'm hoping, obviously, right. The optimistic side of me is hoping that this is just, you know, they're they're getting worked up. They're trying to get, you know, through spring not being, you know, as built up. But man, it is not looking great. It is not looking great with the rotation at all right now. No, I, it's. Are it's, you excited going into this Milwaukee series? Well, no. Well, with the rotation let's, from let's, the rotation aspect. What did we? What did everyone say that? All we've the, been all saying it since February, even after the Matt signing, we've been saying we need one more. We need another piece, one more pitcher, one more pitcher. And people even said to you on Twitter, like, what are we going to get one more pitcher? Where's he going to play? Well, right now he'd be the freaking fourth, fifth starter or even third starter yeah. because no one can throw and, and get strikes. And I don't know, like, yes, we could have oversigned someone, but they would be playing right now. Well, and the Cardinals, they, they, they revealed their hand announcing that Hicks is the fifth starter. Right. So that tells you right, right, right away that the two, those two or three journeyman guys, you know, that, that Mosaic signed were not good enough to be the fifth starter, to be named that. And look, the Hicks thing, I actually think is kind of exciting. I am excited to see him in the room. I mean, he looked filthy last night. He looked so good dialing it back at 98, 99. Yeah. Just make, you know, making Salvador Perez look silly. And then so and he hit two bombs. Yeah, and he looked silly in that one at bat with yeah. Hicks. I mean, yeah, that's he has the stuff, man. And if if he and I will say, like watching him throw ninety eight, ninety nine, it really did just look like he was playing catch, which is just insane because his ball, you know, his the ball still moves so much when he throws it. So he's oozing with talent, but he's got to be built up, right? So another guy that's just like, but when like, are we get? But who's going to give us a call? But he's one guy. And the only one actually pitching well, okay, we're four right. games in, we're overreacting, but that's the point. And he's never started before. Or he has the one guy that's pitching well up. is Wainwright. So let's say Hicks. Who's going to give us a quality start? Let's say Hicks of starts, Let's say Hicks plays well. Okay, he's there's, not giving you a quality start. He's still, not going. There's still three other guys that aren't producing properly, right? And that's where I will go. Let's go to like another positive. The bullpen has looked really solid early on. There's been a few, you know, a few like and like like. Um, Genesis Cabrera worried me a little bit. I think he pitched the game I was at, or maybe the game 
maybe he pitched opening day you were at. Velocity was down. It was like 92, 93. He's usually at 96, 7, 8. I think that was Saturday. I think. Yeah. So it, it, his velocity was back up last night. Salvador Perez tagged him for a home run, but I mean, it, it, it wasn't a terrible pitch. It was an inside fastball. But um, but for the most part, I, I think the bullpen they've, they've been has solid. looked great. Yeah, they've been Ryan solid. Helsley looks yeah. filthy. I mean, we got guys, we've got two, three guys that I would be comfortable with closing a game out. And I think that's I think that's good as well. And one of the guys going around on the trucks on opening day, Gallegos, was enjoying his time. Yeah, he was. I um, my buddy sitting next to me. He goes, "Who is that? Like, what guy is that? He's he's throwing his hands up and going crazy. Well, he's one that hadn't gotten experience. Yeah, Tommy he, Tommy Edmond. That was really his first full opening day as well. Getting called up well, halfway he, through twenty nineteen. You know, you had uh, you know, I saw this meme or whatever you want to call it of. How would you do opening day? Which guy would you be? You know, would you be Harrison Bader? And they had a picture of him like this. And they had uh, Tyler O'Neill like that, like, you know, different. Yeah. And they didn't mention Gallegos. Gallegos was like Carlos Martinez. Like yeah. he was super into it. Super into it. And it was like exciting for to him to see him that excited uh, to be a part of it. So the bullpen, Great. the bullpen was, is a bright spot. Yeah. The offense. But they can't keep covering this many. In, and, and plus. Well, that's what happened last year. Well, well, and it, it's okay this first month, right? right? Because they gave the the um, the uh, higher, you know, more roster spots for this first month, so we're carrying two more pitchers than we normally would. But what's going to happen when May first, May first, right. May second hits, and you don't have those extra two spots anymore? Well, hopefully, Jack's back. Then, uh, yeah, right. I hope so. that helps. That would help a lot of that situation. Would. Um, if he's not, then then we're overusing the bullpen once again, and we saw how that happens what happens when you're overusing the bullpen and guys start getting smacked. You can't, can't trade for Sean Mania or Frankie Montes anymore. They're gone. Right. Other teams jumped on that. So why didn't the Cardinals was, was the price too big for either of those guys? I don't know. I mean, it, do they think Libertor, we're going to call him up later. Like where, where do we think that like, they don't want to waste the capital right now because they think Libertor's next year. Yeah. Like, are we not wanting to waste it? Because, but, I think they really, I think they really think that Jack's going to be fine, and that he's coming back May first. So they, with the expanded rosters, his first month, I think they they seem okay. to feel. Let's say, Jack's hey, we fine. just got to fill it out for the month. And if that's the case, if he comes, how does back, it make you feel about the other two starters or other three starters? Not great right now. Yeah, that's I my mean, point. It, it doesn't like Michaelis. You're relying on Michaelis and Hudson, who haven't thrown over what thirty innings in the last two years. Michaelis right. random injuries. injuries. Dakota Hudson, you know, Tommy John, and he's fully recovered from that now. So, and there, and there were times he looked filthy those first couple innings. He I did. Mean, he, he's got a great sinker. Like he, the way he pitches should be perfect for the defense we have for this team. So I'm a little less worried about him. Michaelis, I, you just don't know what you're going to get with him. And Stephen Matt's like, look, you know, 40 year deal. It's not too crazy high. What, 10, 9, 10, 11 million a year. But but the guy's had his own injury history with the Mets. I mean, there's a reason that the Mets let him go for that amount of money. Yeah, like they well but, they well they let him go, right. and then he signed with the you know Blue Jays, and he figured it out last year. But what if last year was an outlier? Well, what if Miles Michaelis' one good season with us was an outlier? How does it make you feel that Manaya Manaya is that right? Sean Manaya, yeah, he's it, the lefty. Yeah, how does it make you feel that his first start he no, went the seventh no with a no hitter? Yeah, yeah, no hit through seven, like salt in the wood. They took man. him out. No hit through seven. Another another short outing for a guy with a no hitter, but. How's that? The first guy, another Indiana guy, mind you, from Valparaiso, Indiana, went to Indiana State University in only probably what is that? An hour and a half from Bush Stadium, probably. Yep. Um, I don't know where. I don't know what, if, what fan he was growing up, but 
when the guy goes to school only an hour and a half away from from uh, St. Louis, that might be a good guy to get. He might have some, yep. you know, that might be a, a place he wants to play and someone you can keep going forward because of his location. I don't know. Maybe Anaya you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Well, and a lefty too. Right. I mean, when you know, which I know that's why they went and got Matt. Matt's is a lefty, right? Am I crazy? Did yeah. You? Yeah, he's a lefty. We haven't had a solid lefty since Jaime Garcia, you know, and he was only good for two or three, two or three years that he was right. solid. You know, I, I mean, yeah, we need, I mean, we, there's Joey Votto still in the, in the division. Christian Yelich has looked a little bit better than I would expect it early on this year. Like there's guys that, you know, there's lefties we need to get out. And yeah, I'm not, I mean, I hope the Matt thing was a blip and that actually was just a blister thing. Right, but the Michaelis, the goal, right? yeah, the it's, Michaelis stuff is alarming because the Pirates just worked him, man, and they weren't. I mean, there was a there was an infield single to start the game, so that was a little bit of bad luck. But a lot of it wasn't bloop hits. I mean, they were just like fouling everything off. Nothing he could. He had no put out pitch, right? You know, and and he's got a he's got a great curveball. I mean, in spring he looked very good in spring, so I'm hoping his is just a blip too. But again, what makes me nervous with this is that the teams are facing. Like it would it would be more of an excuse if he got worked by the the Dodgers or the Braves or a better offense, you know. But these weren't great teams. No. And so are we are we uh too excited about the outcome? Three and one over the outcome, and I think that should be four and oh. I mean, let, I, I'm not gonna gripe, but let's right. be honest here. We start off every Sunday team in major game, league, every it, team yeah. in major league baseball now has a loss. So Okay. So no undefeated team. No undefeated team. Should be us, but that's okay. But yeah. Uh, let's move on to uh, over-unders. Yes, let's do a few more of these. So uh, I'm going to start right here. So, you know, uh, Pakoda and all those other different things had the Cardinals in a certain area. So I'm going to bump what they had, their projections, and I'm going to say Cardinals over-under 85.5 wins. I, I'm, I'm going to go over because I'm going to be very sad as a fan if it's under. Because I think most and of when's the, the last time we were under 85 wins? Um, oh my gosh! I mean, it's got to be like eleven or six. One of the years we won the World Series, we were at eighty-three wins. Um, that was probably 20, 2011. Yeah, well, twenty two thousand six was. It might have been two thousand six. Yeah, eighty-three, eighty-four wins. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, so eighty-five and a half. I think most of the projections were in the eighty, eighty-one, and and under five hundred. Yeah. Some of them as well. So eighty-five you know, and a half. I think that's an easy over. I mean, especially still playing as many games you get to play in the division yeah. this year. They, you know, they haven't the, the repurposing. You know, the divisions where you play everybody more is not happening until next year. I mean, we, we how many times? Play how many the, times do we play the Pirates and the Cubs this year? Yeah, nineteen. Usually, Nin- usually it's nineteen. But is it same? I think the it's same nineteen this year? Piece. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's the same this year. So you're playing as many games against the division. So, so you're playing the Reds, the Pirates, and the Cubs uh, fifty-eight, fifty-seven times. Yeah. So you should win. 30 plus of those you would hope by that right so yeah i would say over i'm gonna go over as well i think that i'm gonna say 93 we should keep track of this and see if we if we're right because yeah. you know what i hate about radio guys and radio shows and uh pontificators they're not held accountable they're not held accountable no one ever goes back to that terrible take they made like uh bk and ferrario you go on there and the he makes terrible takes and then no one ever holds him accountable and it is you know whatever i want to yeah. be held accountable for what i have what my take is and what I have to say about it. A over 85 and a half wins. Yes, both of us. Mark I, it down. I think about 90, 91. I think is about where they will be. Yeah. Well, I just said 93 and I'm over here ripping the starting rotation. 
93 if Jack comes back and he's healthy the entire season, the rest of the well, season. Well, if they go get a shortstop and another pitcher, I'm going to say 100, okay? Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> then we'll be heavily on board. All right, Jack Flaherty, 14 and a half wins. Oh, man. That that would be a lot easier over, I think. If, if he's healthy. Yeah, if, if he wasn't missing. If he didn't have a slap tear and missing the first month. If he wasn't missing this first month. Yeah, it'd um, be easier. That's it why would be. it's difficult. The number's supposed to be difficult, not supposed to be an easy one. He's pretty adamant, obviously, that he's you know, pitched through. The, I mean, he said he pitched through this in 2019 when he had that incredible second half. Well, if so, you think they're going to 93 wins, you you would have to say over. Yes, right? but even in 2019, he only had 11 wins. Ooh. He so was, now he, he was, won eight in the first half last year. Right? Yes. Or nine. Eight nine. or nine. He was nine. nine and two. Okay. He was well on his way to starting the yeah. all-star game. Nine and two. Yeah. He was nine and two in 78 in the third innings last year. The offense, I, I think, usually showed because there was a time when like Wainwright never got run support. Right. And so like last year that flipped. Yes. He was because he, he was the he was the only work. He got one student. or two yeah. runs for like so many years of his career. Yeah, he got great run support yes. last year. It was like the team just showed up with him. So I think Jack's probably in the middle. I, I I don't know off the top of my head whether they score a bunch of runs for him or not. It's so tough, man. Wins are so arbitrary these days. It's like he went eleven and eight in twenty nineteen with a two seven five ERA. Right. How did he lose eight games in what year? Probably our bullpen twenty nineteen. Well, our offense wasn't very good. In it was. Yeah. It Have was, you looked at that lineup lately? I looked. I looked at that. We're uh. Oh, we're there's a, we're storm. There's a storm going on. If you're seeing uh, us live here, my computer stayed on at least. Um. Internet still looks good, but we're storming over here, so hopefully uh, we're still going good. I think we're still good. Looks like we're still alive. Okay. Well, um, so with lights are just flickering a little bit. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I I think that I forgot my – I just lost my train of thought with the lights flickering on me. We were talking about how bad the offense was in 2019, had, which is probably how he lost eight games, and the bullpen wasn't as if, good. Have you looked at that lineup? I looked at that lineup a while back and said, oh, my, that, how did we make the NLCS? It was Goldschmidt. That was like it. Matt Carpenter. I mean, he yeah. had a good year. In, in, he, he wasn't – it was starting to go down. It wasn't down. 2018, Matt Carpenter, but no. it was he and Goldie were the team. And Ozuna, Ozuna he, under underperformed. But we're, well, but that actually that season, he was a little bit better in the cleanup spot than he was the first season for us, Ozuna. So that's probably, I think, where it helped a little bit. So, but yeah, um, man, that's tough. I will go over. I'm going to go with my heart and go over and say that he comes back and he's healthy. He's good. Uh, if we're going to get to the 92, three wins, I think we're going to get to, he's going to have to be over. Uh, I'm just making sure that we're not going to die of a tornado or anything, but, um, uh, I'm, I'm going to say under, I don't think Jack gets to 15 wins. I think it's, uh, going to be injury and he's going to pitch well. And I think we're going to have, he's just, he's going to be what he's been and he's going to get nine to 14 wins. I think that that's where he's going to end up landing based on injuries. I can see it. And just what he's done previously. All right. Wayno is 15 wins away from 200, right? Yes. He is at 185 for his career. So, duh, Wayno, over under, I'm going to make a solid number 15 wins. I guess that. So he's at 185. I assume that's including he's already won a game this year. Right. It so, looks like it is, including that. So, yeah, so over, under, another. 15. Does he get to 200 wins? 15 this year. So, uh, so 16, I guess he would need to get to. Right. This year. He's already got one. I mean, he won 17 last year. Why not, man? I'm going over. I'm going, yes. The, I mean, again, it, it seems like these last couple of years, 
the team is just they show up when he's on the mound like the offense they're like hyper focused it seems like they're just they, they just like are well, free and easy when he's on the mound I, I i think that is a big part of it and i also think that he fits this cardinals defensively perfectly right now he's the only one that can get his quality starts but he so. he throws strikes yep he doesn't walk guys like he does not walk guys no he throws softly and it makes contact so we have five gold glovers that can be able and tommy you saw tommy you know people don't love tommy i'm a big tommy guy but his defense is still there. I'm not a big Bader fan, but his defense is there. Oh, yeah. That's why. But the defense behind him, the fact that it could be ballpark, his last season. Ballpark is a big ballpark. They're going to ride him. Like, Ollie even said, hey, if it wasn't the first game of the season, you would have probably saw him go seven, maybe even eight. And I wanted he to, said that. On I wanted day. to see him seven. Yeah. I really thought. But I, but I get no reason to push it. You know, they had, they had a bigger lead at that point. I'd rather um, see him take him out in the seventh. Yeah. For the or the applause, to be honest, I mean that's selfishly what I was looking for. Yeah, but you think about how you have and to get I bet, wins. I bet over six innings, by the way, too. So, well, I'm just thinking too in terms of getting wins, right? Like, you know, it, it helps you if you're pitching longer into the game. So let's say he's losing a game two to one, but still a low pitch count, it's a fifth or sixth inning. He might still, especially especially now too. So so here's another point. Especially now that the DH is in the league and you don't have to worry about taking him out, right? Or man, do I need to take him out or pinch hit sub you know, pinch hit somebody for him? You don't have to worry about that anymore with the DH. So that gives I mean, I that I think that right there pushes his win total even more. You know, the opportunity to get to fifteen or sixteen this year. So yeah, I'll say over on that. I would love to see it. Man, how how amazing would that be? Seeing two hundred wins for Wainwright during this season. And seeing home run number 700 from Pools, seeing uh, both those milestones from those guys in this year would be incredible. Yes. I mean, I think that's what everyone's hoping for, obviously. That's the so, dream. And yeah. So let's go to Pools. Yeah. 20 home runs over under. Did There's I say, did I say Wayno? I don't know if I chimed in on Wayno. Are you, uh, yeah, you're going over 15? Yes. He's, I think he's going to get there. He's going to be the workhorse. He's going to be, everyone gets every all the, all the other players are going to do more because he's on the mound. Yeah, he gets he gets to two hundred wins. Pujols over there with one home run already, twenty away, twenty home runs away. Does he get to seven hundred? Over under twenty half home runs for the season. Man, it's tough. I wish I wish if you if you told me how many at bats he was going to get, I would feel more comfortable. Going I think over. I think Ollie Marmel, as he wants to be called, Marmel. Um, we'll make sure he gets over 350 at bats now. So you think he will? No, I didn't say that. You think you said Ollie will make sure he does. I mean, Ollie will make sure he gets the at bats that makes it in reach. Okay. But I don't think, I think Albert Pujols is a completely different player versus a left-handed pitcher and a right-handed pitcher. And well, we've seen it. I mean, it's just, just the case that like these last five, six years. Yeah. I mean, he just does not hit right. He's near as well. So I don't know that he's going to have the uh, bats versus left-handed pitchers. Well, especially that, if teams do like you're saying, they start, you know, not tossing lefties. Against I think us. he's going to have the bats and they're going to put him in the right position against certain types of pitchers, slower pitchers and that sort of thing, that type of matchup. But I don't think that he's, I don't think he's, I'm going to say under, I don't think he's going to get there because he's not going to get the pitches to hit versus lefties, the ones that he can hit home runs on. Yeah. I think he's going to have a good season. I think he's going to have a decent average. I think he's going to have a decent 
home run number? I think he'll be in the teens. Yes. For sure in homers. I mean. I just don't think. I think the other teams are going to make sure I'm not going to get beat. Yeah. From a left-handed pitcher against Albert Pujols. I think they're going to see or that. Or they're going to make pitching changes. I mean, think right. about it. If it's fifth, sixth inning, he's DHing and lefty started. Right. And there's runners on first and third. And it's Albert bases Pujols loaded, doing really well against he's lefty. coming up. They're going to they're they're gonna gonna, make a pitching change. Absolutely. They're going to make so, a pitching change. And this is going to be really tough for Ollie because it's pull, like, what do you do? Do you pull Albert and you put in Dickerson? Yeah, the not matchup. Right, not you right play now. the matchups. He I'm said not, he was going to play the matchups. Yeah. So uh, I it, would like to see Gorman. If yes. you're going to be pulling, if you're going to be pulling pool holes, right? He's knocking on the door, man. If Dickerson short, keeps struggling. Give me, a, I mean, it's been four games, but Dickerson yeah. has not shown me anything yet. Um, and Gorman's been raking. I think he has another home run tonight. Yep. Um, and yeah, so. Killing the ball. So Albert last season. Had 17 home runs and 275 at-bats. Yeah, I think he's going to get over 300 at-bats. I really think he's going to get 300-plus, and I think Ollie's going to make sure he does. I'm I'm going to go over on this one. I hope so. If, if I'm, I'm going over. If he gets over 300 at-bats, I'm going to say over. I'm going to say he gets to the 20. I hope so. So he hit 23. He hit 23 home runs in 2019. So that took him 491 at-bats. Mm. But he had, that was 131 games, but he had some injuries still that year, too. Is that was his foot was ba- bothering pretty badly that year. Yeah, he was he was a shell of himself in 2018. He only hit 19 home runs and 465 at bats. He hasn't hit 30 since 2016. Yeah, man, I think if he gets over 300 at bats, he'll get there. I, I mean, I want it. Everybody wants oh, yeah. it, right? So I, badly. I think he's gonna and get over. I think he's gonna get over 300 at bats. I just don't know it's gonna be against the lefties. If uh, we're if just gonna keep me, riding the magic, baby. If you Ride told the magic. me it was 300 plus all left-handed batters, I mean pitchers, yes. He gets that number, no problem. So lefties, any lefties, if you're watching or listening to our podcast, we know you aren't, but <laughs> we're going to put the message out there. Keep throwing first pitch fastballs right down the middle of Albert. Please. With, no, with nobody on base. Just yeah. throw it with nobody on base. Just be that guy. Come on. Yeah. Like, come on. Let's have a good story. You want to see it, too. Right. Everyone wants to see him You'll get You'll go down in the record books. People remember you. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Paul DeYoung. He batted 196, oh. I do believe, last year. 197, 198. You're savage for doing this. 196, Paul. 198, something like that. I don't remember the exact number. It was under 200. Yes, it was under 200, <laughs> under the Mendoza line. Uh, as they always said when I was growing up, I don't remember, I don't even know who Mendoza is anymore, but uh, especially the younger people have no idea. But Paul DeYoung, 220 batting average, over or under? You know what? I'm, I'm going to keep going with the belief, man. I'm, you know, they're, they're putting all, they've your put all the eggs. Your negativity hasn't come out yet. It's they only put April all 13. the eggs in the basket for Paul this year. And he, you're saying over, I'm going to say over. What do you I'm, think? What do you think the number really, what he really is? Oh, um, he's a career 241 hitter. Mm. So I will say 245, 250. He's, he's batting under. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think they're going to, you net, think he's going to bat under 200. I don't think they're going to give him the leash. I think they're gonna. I it think, seems like they're going to. I don't think. I think. I think they're gonna have a shorter leash. I think they're gonna be like, look, we, if we have the aspirations that Pujols, Yadi, and Wayno are pushing on everyone on this team, and they're saying outwardly, because Albert in the post game yesterday said winning a World Series is our goal, and that'd be awesome. Yeah, he's he's. They're putting this out there. And they've never done that. No. The team's never been that adamant. Like, that's what we're That's our on. goal is. It's usually like, we, you we have, want to win the division. We want to make the playoffs. You have to have a shorter leash on Paul DeYoung. So I think uh, he w- doesn't get there because he has less. He's not going to hit well, and he's going to have less a, a plate appearances than before. But, but, I'm, but, I'm rooting for him, though. My doppelganger. Oh, I'm rooting. 
<laughs> I'm rooting for him as well. Uh, because him hitting 25 home runs and batting 245 really helps this team yeah. out a lot. Well, especially the he rest had 19. Of the, he had 19 last year, yeah, but that's what I was going to say. What do you think on the homers over under 19? Under because I don't think he's going to get the. You don't think he'll get the, the playing time. I don't think he's going to get the playing time. I think they're going to okay. they're going to move on. Maybe uh, so. And uh, if they do move on, it better be Tommy at shortstop and Nolan Gorman at second. I'm fine with it as long as Gorman's ready and hidden. I'm, I'm hitting cr- He looks. He's looking okay. good right now. All right, let's move on to Nolan. Nolan last year batted 255. I do believe. yes 255. So career, over career low for him. Career low 255. Nolan Arenado had an awesome year at the plate. 34 home runs, over 100 RBIs. Hadn't been done since Albert, I think, in 2011. Um, 265 batting average, over or under for Nolan Arenado. Not Arenado, Arenado. Arenado. Career 289 hitter. Yeah. I'm cheating. Yeah. I'm looking at this here. <laughs> I'm absolutely going over. And I'm going to, I'm going to, here's another overreaction over. I'm going to say he hits over 300 Ooh. for the season. Ooh. If I'm, he I'm hits, going with that. If he hits over 300, and he had similar home runs last year and similar RBI totals. You overreacted to 110 plus, 115 ish. You might take the MVP. The man. Cardinals are going to the oh, NLCS. Yeah. Right. And it. Nolan Arenado will be in the top three MVP voters as our lights flicker again. Yes. That may have been smited Bump because of, that may have been smited because of the things that are spewing out of my mouth or someone agrees. I don't know. I, I'm on it with Nolan, man. I already said he's going to lead the NL and RBI. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say over, way over on the 255. I'm going to say he, he gets at 300 or, like, right around 290. He looks like he's, like, he's talked about it, too. Like, hey, last year wasn't good Locked enough. Locked in. My wife hates his long hair. What do you think? Does your wife mention anything about it? She said, she, well, he, my wife's a hairstylist. Yeah, she doesn't love it either. Yeah, my wife, said my wife's like, cut. he was pretty attractive, clean cut, but I'm clean cut. So, like, maybe that's the a same thing. Way. Maybe that's a thing. I don't know. Yeah. I'm happy we're not using this other computer because it's gone off now twice because of the power <laughs> outages. But let's keep moving. Um, Tyler O'Neill. So, were you over on Nolan, by the way? I'm over. Okay. Definitely. Not not 300, though. Uh, oh, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> uh, man, I hope. Gosh, 300 would be amazing. I bet he's. He hit three. Hey, his last full season before last year, 2019, he hit 315. Oh, 315 and 34 bombs and. Oh, 115 RBIs is a career year for him, and he's taken the Cardinals a long way. Between 2016 and they win the division, by the way. If oh, that yeah. happens, yeah, for sure. Between 2016 and 2019, he either hit 290, 294 or higher every season. He hit over 300 twice during that stretch. You know what the people will say? The people would say it's that core. Yeah, air. there you go. That co- it's the Colorado yeah, air. Yeah, yeah. They were saying that crap about his home runs, too, and he he still hit 34. 34. All right, so speaking of 34 home runs, Tyler O'Neill hit 34, I think, last year as well. DraftKings has his over-under at 34 and a half. And let me tell you, I'll tell you first, DraftKings beforehand, I bet that hard at over 34 and a half. I think I may have put $100 on that, over 34 and a half on DraftKings. I should have. I think this is the easiest over of all the ones that we're doing. Looked, I mean, even if he only plays 134, 130 or 140 games again, if he has some random nagging injuries, he hit 34 last year in 130 games. Yeah, 34 and a half. He's over, over, over. And I also bet, to let you know, I think I sent it to you. I bet Albert to hit 700. I bet Wayno to hit get 200 uh, of wins. Um, I you bet, bet him for the World Series? I bet them a low amount of you money. You got to. The not? money is there. You try. It's like plus 2,200 or something. I bet it and. I mean, it, it's a great payday if you if you get it right. So yeah, why not? It gives you more things to root for. I'm always going to root for the Cardinals anyway, so might as well. If they win the World Series, then I'm getting real really paid. So 
Uh, I think I put $100 on Tyler O'Neill over 34 and a half. So I'm telling you right now, yes, I'm betting. I'm saying 34 and a half is not big enough number. I think Tyler cracks close to 40, if not 40. Oh, I, I'm going to say he's over 40 this year. If he plays 145 or more games, 150 more games, which would be the first time for his career. Now, last year was really his first full season. Full season right. Uh, and and, let, and let's be honest, like the injuries he had last year were very like very fluky. Like the thumb sliding head first. Like he wears the he wears the mitten now, so he's good there. The other thing was like a like a peanut or some random allergy food allergy. He had, he food, had, he had he, food poisoning. Yeah, he had, he had, he had some had weird things. Very strange things. Some so very had, strange things. So he what, had, was, what was the league lead last year? Who in led, the NL? Yes, in the NL. Who led and what was the number? That's more because I feel like obviously we you know back to. The 90s and early 2000s, the numbers were crazy, but the numbers have come way down on on home runs. I don't think anyone got to 50 last year. No, not yeah. in the NL. Now, yeah. now Vlad Jr. got he had like 47, 48. Right in, in the AL. But I think that's I think that's no one's even getting over 45. So, do you want to take a guess from last year? Mm, no, I don't. Um, I don't. I can't. I don't have a good. So one guy I mentioned that led in RBIs is second. Duvall. He had 38. First was Tatis. He still had 42, despite so, all those games leads, he missed. That's my point. Of 40 is a big number now. It is. It's like, hard. It's like we're, it's hard to we're do. talking about, especially Mugu- in the NL. Like nobody we're talking about Maguire hitting 70 and 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 uh, um, Sosa hit 68, yeah. I think, or whatever. Bonds at 73, like and dudes were hitting 60 regularly there for obviously steroid era. Yeah. But my point is, 40 is now a big number. Does Tyler O'Neill? If you're looking at that, thinking about that, number two on the list was 38 last year. Yep. Does Tyler O'Neill get to 40? We're saying over 34 and a half. Does he get to 40? I think he is over 40. I'm, I'm, so I'm going hard on that. You think he, he play, leads the league probably? If he if he plays 150 games, because he stings the ball. Yeah. I mean, every like he's one of those guys like he like when the when he barrels it up, dude, it is like it is like easy for him. So that home he, run he hit on opening day uh, was like. That was like a that was like a little just flick of the wrist home run from that wasn't even a bomb and he still hit it over you know one hundred and eight or whatever. Do you think that he leads the National League in home runs with Tatis out for three months? I mean, yeah, I think there's a really good shot okay. unless you get a guy like like Pete Alonso sure, who bounces back now. Pete, Pete Alonso, some... you know, his rookie year a couple of years ago, he hit fifty two and that was like a huge deal because nobody hit over fifty right. forever. So if Nolan hits over three hundred. 34 home runs, 115 RBIs. Tyler hits over 40. We better be going. We're World Series bound, baby. Right? Let's keep how it, can, the train how, rolling. That in and Pools hits 700, and Wainwrights get 200 wins. That's a in LCS. I'm my overreaction is not overreacting. It's accurate. Oh yeah. If those all those things are happening, that's a that's a damn good ball club. We haven't even gotten gotten to Goldie yet. Right, and he's going to come around. He, he looked good early, then he's kind of cooled off right here. Two games. Right at whatever, but he's gonna do Goldie things. I think he's one. I think he's someone that these rainout days didn't help him because he was so locked in in spring yeah. training. Man, like you could tell on opening day too. Wasn't he four walks and a hit? Yep. So that's the other thing with was with, with O'Neill too, where he's batting in the lineup. Yes, he's he gonna get protected. so many pitches. But you know, analytics tells you that there's not. That's not a thing. Well, my eyes watching the yeah. game tell me different. Analytics says there's no such thing as as protection, and so there's the old school mindset. But there's got to the be something to analytics. getting pitches, like getting pitches to hit, like better pitches to hit, right? Yeah, yeah, like like you know, I don't want to see 
Nolan Arenado next. I'm going to throw, I'm going to give you a pitch to hit. Right. And so I'm, I am not an analytic. I am actually a very data driven person in my business world and everything else. But in baseball, I'm not super analytical on, I'm more of a purist of baseball of what happens. And I think that there's obvious whenever you put someone in there for protection, I think it's obvious. Yeah. If, if you're telling me Tyler O'Neill, who has, does he have a better, better season with Nolan Arenado batting behind him and Paul Goldschmidt batting in front of him or Paul DeYoung batting behind him? Ooh. What, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. He's going to have a better season with protection. I don't, I mean, I, there's no way to probably definitively say that analytics says that's not true, but my eyeballs tells me differently. Yeah. I think, uh, I think he's going to get there, man. I think he, I mean, he, he's like the X factor for me. If he, if he's for real and he did what he did last year, man, they like better get, better get the, uh, the checkbook out, you know, DeWitt and get, <laughs> and get it going. I know he's still, they're still waiting to get, you know, a, a contract done with him. They got it done with Bader, but man, if he is for real, like we could be set for a while. Paul Goldschmidt, let's do an over under on him. Did we want to do one on him? I don't know if we, we did. Had the, one. We did the average. We did his average at two twenty. I said, "Oh, you said Paul Goldschmidt." Goldschmidt, Sorry. not Sorry. yeah, not not Dion. Um, no, we did not Goldschmidt have Goldschmidt. Better be over two twenty. <laughs> we did not have. Did one. we want to do one? What did we want to do one on him? Let, let's do maybe RBIs on him. He has okay. not hit. He has not gotten hundred RBIs yet in the Cardinals uniform. Does that surprise you? Yes, it does. But. He was one away last year. Yes. And, and I, he got really hot yeah. that last month with O'Neill. And I, I was kind of surprised he didn't get there. If I'm running to this NLCS thing, if I'm if I'm on board with this, if I'm on board with that overreaction of four games into the season, Cardinals are in LCS, yes, Paul Goldschmidt gets over 100 RBI. Yes. I think so. I think actually him batting second helps him with that too. Like the way Ollie's got the lineup laid out, like it, like if you're kind of using Tommy – and Bader is like de facto, like bottom of the lineup, like sure. second kind of leadoff guys. They're getting on ahead ideally uh, for Carlson and Goldschmidt. I think he's going to get more RBI opportunities. Speaking of RBIs, how impressive is it to you to look back on Gold, Goldie's first full season with us, 2019? 34 home runs, 97 RBI, and he had Paul DeYoung batting behind him. Right. Now, Paul DeYoung, that was like his DeYoung's one of his best seasons. He was in home runs. At least right. the first half, he made the All-Star team, but but you got to think you got to think Goldie having protection as we say that's yeah. not a thing from Tyler O'Neill. You know, Tyler O'Neill hits 40 bombs, there's going to be some hell of protection going on for Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah, Goldschmidt's going to get pitches to hit too. Yeah. And I and I and I think that was I think when I when I see that happen on opening day and then that he walked four times like how are you walking Paul Goldschmidt to be able to get up to Tyler O'Neill? Like that means Paul Goldschmidt is seeing the ball really well, and he never expands the zone. So he will take those walks, and if Tyler O'Neill keeps doing what he's doing, they're gonna have to start giving goalie pitches to hit. Right, you have to because you cannot just let keep letting Tyler O'Neill just keep on raking on you. Yep, and so that's what's gonna happen. He's gonna get better and better. Um, so uh, we're about an hour in. So let's move on to the last topic preview of the Brewers series. So I'm these excited. games games cannot get rained out. No, thank I do goodness. not like baseball indoors. I'm not a big fan, and I, I kind of like it. Well, I, look, I like Milwaukee. I was going to say the well opposite. I was going to say the opposite that I I've been to Milwaukee, and it's very play, weird place to watch a ball game. It's I a enjoyed very it. Very strange. Went a couple years ago, yeah, it was it was different for sure. I've been in other indoor stadiums, but that one is just very very strange. I don't know, but um, Jim Evans always talks about 
uh, when he was a player and on air that people love. Oh yeah, he played for the Brewers a little bit, didn't he? And he talks about the, the end of his career, the air blowing in and out, the fans blowing in and out, different directions depending on who's at bat. But we, the Cardinals usually um, hit well. Yeah, in Milwaukee. And Paul Goldschmidt is a guy who usually torches the ball. Opening there. series last year, his first season he, with us, yeah. he hit two or three, yeah. three the first yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, that was the so. Uh, I've heard players see the, see the ball there. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe it, the back. They have a huge batting eye. I mean, that, yeah. their batter's eye is huge. But so preview of the Brewers series tomorrow is a random uh, four fifteen central start, five fifteen, maybe Eastern. even maybe in four fourteen. It's yeah, a very five fourteen yeah, Eastern time. Five fourteen Eastern, four fourteen Odd. Central start time. You know, I think about that, and I'm actually my son and I can actually watch it. So you know, yeah. he, his bedtime seven thirty. So he yeah, actually so can my kids. So he can. He's now saying baseball, 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 baseball. Exactly how like, my boy says it. <laughs> baseball, baseball. So now he gets to watch that a little bit. So who's the pitching matchups for uh, tomorrow? So for tomorrow night, since we had the rain out today, we've got Wainwright for us and Brandon Woodruff. And look, so one thing I wanted to say with Milwaukee to kick this off, I don't know if you remember, we were talking about, you know, can the Cardinals win the division, the Brewers? I said, I think it was one of our preview podcasts before the season, do we really think that the Brewers, three starters, are all three going to be top five in Cy Young again? Their first turn to the rotation was not pretty. (laughs) And so you talk about, I mean, people, their fans are probably a little less worried than us. This is their first home um games. first home stand yeah, yeah they started off on the road against the cubs and then uh randomly they played the orioles on the road um they got roughed up by the cubs man woodruff his era is over 17 right now he got roughed up corbin burns got roughed up i mean peralta and it was the cubs the, yeah the new look young cubs who's not supposed to be very good either and, no. and losing 80 plus games this year say suzuki took a couple Su- of them Su- yeah deep. suzuki so um, I think it's huge that the Cardinals did not play today on April 13th. Um, people are upset. I'm not mad about people it. People are upset. They didn't, you know, wanted a day game, an excuse to watch. It was rainy all across the Midwest, and it could have been a nice home a day to stay home and watch Cardinals. Didn't happen, but it's huge that the Cardinals didn't play because Adam Wainwright gets to start, and uh, we want our best guys going against who we're going to go against for the division. I mean, that's everyone says it's the Brewers or the Cardinals, and it's going to be close, and so we need to win the head-to-head games, whether they're home or road. Adam Wainwright starting, the only good pitcher that we see at the moment for the St. Louis Cardinals. It's very important to go against him and uh, for him to start. And hopefully while the Brewers are not playing great, yeah. right? That's, no, yeah, they're not. What, what are, are they two and three right now? They're not yeah, in first. Yeah, they're, two, they're two and three. They're not in first. The St. Louis Cardinals are in first place, and hopefully they do not relinquish that the rest of the year. Yes, that would be great. What, yeah. about, what about the weekend? Um, let's see. Today, tomorrow's Thursday, so Friday. Is it a four game? It's a four game, right? Yeah, it's a four-game yeah. set in Milwaukee. Yeah, Friday Friday night, we've got Michaelis versus Freddie Peralta. His ERA is close to seven right now. He was another one that got roughed up in that Cubs series. But pitches against the Cardinals well. Yes. Okay. Although, now, in September when we played him, mm-hmm. we roughed him up. That was a game no one took him deep. Any lefties uh, for there the Cardinals? There is. I mean, there for is, the uh, Brewers. Uh, for the Brewers, yeah. So, Saturday, we've got... Uh, Steven Matz versus Adrian Hauser, another guy who, for some reason who's pitched good against us last year, sinker ball guy. And then Sunday says TBD for the Cardinals right now, but I'm pretty sure Marmol has confirmed that that's going to be Hicks. Hicks, right? Yeah, at least maybe as an opener, two or three innings. Hopefully right, he can go not much. More. Right, but Ashby pitching for the Brewers, he is a left-handed pitcher. 
All right. So let's. So um, so do we think Albert starts any of these first three games? Who is a slow thrower? Woodruff is slow, right? He's not a. He's not a. Um, he's. A, I want to say he throws. Or is it Hauser then? Hauser's yeah. yeah. Hauser's like low nineties. Okay, so I think sinker he'll, ball pitcher. I think he starts at least two games. I think he'll, those last two maybe. Uh, Hauser and the Saturday, a- Ashby guy or whatever it was. I think he starts those two. I could see that. Um, the other two, I'm not sure. I. I it, well, maybe you give Dickerson a chance. He's, According to Marmol, he's going to be. It's going to be matchups based on lefties and types of thrower. Right. A lot of people think Albert's in there just against left-handed uh, pitchers. He is. Marmol said it's going to be th- types of throwers. Right. Slow guys, uh, breaking ball stuff, things like that. So I don't know. I'm not adver- uh, well versed on all of things Brewers. Who would want to be? But um, I would say. He gets good in versus the lefty. And then Hauser, I think, is a slower curveball sinker guy and low in the zone stuff that I think that he starts that one. I could see that, the final two. Yeah. I mean, I think it's tough not to give him another start after the excitement of last night. So so that's another thing, right? Like maybe maybe he rolls him out there against Woodruff hot hand. He was What's his numbers four? career in yeah, Milwaukee? I, I don't know. I'm sure they're good. Oh, pools, yeah. yeah no, sure no, I, good. He probably doesn't have many at bats against Woodruff because these right. are newer starters and right. they didn't play. He, he hasn't play played the these guys, but, but you know, he hasn't played in the central in, in 10 years, but it's his 10 years in the central were a lot happened in that building. Now that, yeah. that building was newer at some point there. Um, but yes, I think, I think he plays. So what's your prediction for the weekend? So uh, four games set uh, going to Milwaukee. We have Wayno we, we on get the mound. We get to miss Burns at yep. least. Because he tore us up last year. So game one, Wainwright starts. That's a win. I I hope so. Yes. Game four is the lefty. That's a win. I say I say yeah. We at least split. Can we take one against Peralta or Hauser? Hauser pitches well against us. I'm gonna say that's a loss. So Peralta, we hit all right. Last I mean, time we got out. big hits against yeah. him last year. We didn't string a bunch. Um. But that's also Michael's pitcher. Yeah. So if we split with them, is that a and is Matt's that, is ver- is that a good weekend? I think it's okay. I don't think it's good. Obviously, right? Like it's these. I mean, these big four game sets against the Brewers. I want three or four every time. I think you have to at least split. So like, I'm not. I'm not going to yes. flip the kitchen table if if, if we split. Like, split I'm not. Is be, a, a split is the bare minimum expectations. Yes. I think that should well, be. especially on the road. Yes, splitting. Two out of four would be, um, we'd be okay, happy with it. Yeah, losing three out of four or or getting swept the series would be catastrophic. Yes, early meltdown, overreaction. Winning three out of four would be um, good, great. Like that's a good weekend. I think that's yeah. a great weekend, especially depending on how we win them. So yeah, like if you see, you know, Michaelis Friday night. If you see Bader come through finally, Bader, you see Steven Matz right. come back Saturday with like a solid start. Then, you know, I'll feel way better about the rotation. Now the Brewers offense isn't that great right. though either. But. The Cardinals, are they back in action on Monday or no? Are they back in action Monday? I believe that they are. Or they have that Monday off. I didn't know. They it, actually, it does show an off day for that Monday and none, okay. of, their, none of their makeup games are that day. Okay. So, so then they start a three game set in Miami. All right. So let's say they, uh, so they, they have that four game set and then we probably do another podcast on Monday, probably with the off day. Yeah. Um, are we talking about overreaction Cardinals sweep all four games 
going in LCS and World Series? Are we is that where we are again with an overreaction? Last, they're, in, they're in the World Series. Are they sweeping sweep the Brewers first? Hey, man, last time we were in Milwaukee, they did just that. Well, we did the same thing in, in Chicago as well at, yep. at the end of the season. But the Cardinals were very hot at the end of last year. <laughs> it was and a 17-game how, how did that work out for us? We lost the one-game playoff, and yes. that was the end of the season. It was season. a good game, though. It was a well-played game. No, no, yeah, yeah, we didn't was, get the butt speed, no. Uh, yes, so three out of four. I'm, I'm going to say um, I'm saying they split. Yeah, I'm, I'm that's I'm the most split. realistic way that i see it going I, I see them winning the front and back end the wainwright start i agree and the hicks start because I, agree. I feel honestly it's sad to say obviously you feel great with wainwright on the mound i feel most comfortable <laughs> with hicks as an opener and the other you know bullpen guys coming in because they've been so good and then yeah. a lefty on the mound we lefty would like this pretty well so absolutely I, I agree with you i think that but whenever as a fan i see the first game win all right let's go freaking yeah. win them all like whenever you win the first one, it's a, it's a big jolt for the the team. For and sure, I, and and I think about that part of it as well. But I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the split and um, hoping for three out of four and four out of four. We're going to the World Series right there with it. Yeah, <laughs> we sweep all four, man. The sky's the limit. Yeah. You know, no one hits another three or four bombs. You can't well, tell me go. any different. I mean, and I hope uh, you know, I'm I guess I'm just saying Albert needs to hit like one home run uh, or a trip, you know, a road trip. Or homestand. Yeah. One, one. I think he gets to where he needs to go. It's close. Yeah, I mean that that would that would be great. And hopefully he tags. I mean, hopefully he can tag a couple of righties too. He, he needs some sixty-two RBIs as well. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, anything to add uh, for this long, over an hour first edition of the regular season baseball for our podcast? We've been doing off season and we've been doing that. This is the first games have been played. We're four games in. Anything else to add before we go and play a huge four game? series in milwaukee i don't think so man let's that's let's, it you don't have anything no let's i just get, set you up great for i know for, yeah. I'm, I'm just <laughs> thinking right here right now no i think it's uh yeah i mean i'm glad we're playing the brewers this early on honestly it'll be a good test for the rotation and you know the overreaction i'm having for them so hopefully they they step up i like that we're playing them and they're not playing great they yes. they did not they played, struggled out of the game against, they, they played the cubs who are not the cubs supposed and to, the orioles and they're two and three to start the season and the orioles are obviously going to not be good no and the yeah. cubs are supposed to lose 90 games so, I, we we could be them, right? We we're doing. Oh yeah, things could be way worse. Way worse for us, and they could be uh, way better for them. So, well, um, as always, I'm Ryan Jenkins. You can follow me on Twitter at Jinx3086. Josh Brown with me as always. You can follow him on Twitter as well. Be sure to follow us on That's a Winner Pod if you're joining us on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, uh, or Twitter Live, and you can always listen to the podcast um, video and just audio only on Spotify, Anchor, Apple. What else? We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Thanks for joining us, especially on the Any place you can get um, podcasts, we're there just for audio only and video uh, as well. But also you can watch this over and over. We had over uh, 2,000 listeners and and, um, viewers over the last podcast uh, with Kyle Reese, Reese, which is awesome. So we appreciate that. And uh, hopefully we just keep on trucking and and having some good content for you guys. Going to try to have some guests and everything as well. But uh, we appreciate um, you watching and listening. And uh, we look forward to talking to you next week. Go Cardinals. Shooter from the belt to the plate. A swing and a miss. And that's the winner. That's the winner. A World Series winner for the Cardinals. Smith corks one in the right down the line. It may go. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. It's a home run. And the Cardinals have won the game by the score.
Swinging along one into left field. Adios, goodbye, and maybe that's the winner. A three-run homer by Clark, and the Cardinals lead by the score of seven to five, and they may go to World Series on that one, folks. One a team, one a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011.